I'm here at the Web Summit in Dublin with Ebe Altberg of Linden Lab. Uh, Linden Lab, a company that you will uh, best know for uh, Second Life, uh, a product that um, was really huge a few years ago, and if you believe the media, it disappeared. Uh, that's not true, though, is it, Ebe? No, it's not true. At the peak, when it was all the rave in, in the press and the media, um, we had about 1.1 million monthly users. Now, about seven years later or whatever, <laughs> it's about 900,000 oh, wow. users. So um, really some early speculators uh, might have peeled off, but sort of the, the core people that sort of understood how to create value out of this product uh, are, are hanging in very strong. And last year, uh, the creators of all kinds of content and businesses inside of Second Life uh, cashed out over $60 million. So a lot of people make their living on the platform. So what exactly are they selling? Uh, people are selling all kinds of uh, virtual goods. Uh, people, just like in, in the physical world, wants to look cool and nice. Uh, so fashion is a big industry. Uh, one lady uh, who sells uh, beautiful dresses that people like to take to parties in Second Life has sold uh, over 300,000 dresses over time uh, for roughly $4 US dollars a piece. Um, so she has made a really good business for herself. I've met people who are the premier jeans brand in uh, Second Life. Uh, people want to have beautiful hair and, and other parts of their avatar look really nice. So, uh, What's the, uh, what's the uh, typical Second Life user? Well, it's a huge variety, so it's, there's, no, there's no typical about it. It's like asking, what's a typical uh, person from Ireland? Mm -hmm. um, because they're, they're educators, they're students, they're, they're uh, health professionals, they're patients, there are um, fashion, fashionistas, there are partiers, there's, you know, uh, gamers, uh, role players, um, uh, people are just socialize around pretty much anything that you can think of so it's almost as as diverse as as the as the physical world we live in wow. okay so um, it's still going strong then but uh, you've got you've got plans to uh, move it forward um, uh, around VR I believe yes um, in second life today you can use the oculus uh, but second life wasn't built with the kind of performance that you need for VR, so the extremely high frame rate you would need. Um, so we started a new platform from the ground up about two years ago uh, to solve that problem uh, as well as a number of other areas. Um, and uh, so, yes, it, it, with Sansar you can create uh, an experience and uh, consume it with VR or on a PC or mobile. Um, so we're going to make it easy for people to create content in one place and then have people consume it across a number of different platforms. Yeah, and it's almost like um, Second Life was kind of ahead of its time and it was a perfect fit from VR uh, for, for VR from the start. Yes, uh, Second Life was definitely ahead of its time, uh, which has made some things difficult, but we've now operated Second Life for 12 years, so we have learned a tremendous amount that no one else has the knowledge we have about how to have such a large society of people uh, having the 
being empowered to create whatever they want to create. So we see the full range of things people want to do and have done and continue to do. Uh, so, and we understand also how, how to monetize something like this and putting the power in the hands where we're not just selling things, but we're actually enabling a huge economy inside of Second Life. The GDP in Second Life is about $500 million. Um, and people, like I said, cashed out over 60 million last year. So uh, it's, it's a platform that's not only beneficial to us, but also to the creators of these experiences. Uh, and so we're going to leverage all of that you know, knowledge from, and, and learnings uh, from Second Life as we move forward with Project Sansar. But as Project Sansar comes up, Second Life will continue. Uh, so we have no plans to um, you know, shut down Second Life or, or forcibly migrate users from, from one to the other. So users ultimately can choose where they want to spend their time. And there were probably some users that have spent so much time developing incredible communities around um, all kinds of interesting uh, subject matter uh, that might just find it too much effort to, to do it all over again on a new platform. So they can, they can stay in Second Life, that's fine. So they have choice. Okay, so uh, it's how big can virtual worlds get? Because I mean, there was there was PlayStation Home, uh, which was um, similar in some ways to Second Life, and that, that got shut down. And um, uh, Second Life um, has kind of settled around, like you say, the, the nine hundred thousand user mark. Um, it, with VR, I mean, obviously there's lots of potential there, but is there a mass market for virtual worlds, immersive virtual worlds uh, that are kind of interactive like, like that? Yeah, I mean, over time there's no doubt. Uh, and and to, to your point, Second Life was just really, really early into the game. Uh, as hardware and software and uh, uh, sensors and input devices and all of these things come together, just like we could always take pictures, but until we had the mobile phone and social networks, there was no, you know, the, the, the number of pictures that people take and share has just, you know, gone through the roof over the, just the last decade. Uh, so it's a, it's a matter of a number of things coming together in, in unison to, to sort of take us to the next level. And now with the incredible investments that are being made, not just by us, but also by Google and Facebook and Sony and Microsoft and Apple and all these guys want to get to the next level of these type of virtual technology, virtual experiences. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, VR will still take years to become uh, really broadly used. It still requires quite substantial hardware, and it's an expense that maybe not a lot of people will do. So it'll probably enter in through the gaming market first, because those are the kinds of users that have those kinds of machines that could power a very the, the really immersive VR experiences. But over time, as prices come down, ease of use come, you know, improves, uh, and, the, and the incredible immersion you can have, it's going to be unstoppable. So it's really just a matter of time. It's not if, it's when. And we believe when is several years, not decades. Uh, so it's going to be you know, uh, a big opportunity uh, coming up. But we're building a platform with the intent of being around for decades. I mean, Second Life already has been around for, for over 12 years, and it's still going strong. So obviously, we're building the next platform with, with that kind of duration in mind. And uh, just uh, just quickly to uh, round things off, um, I've written about some other Linden Lab projects, I think, over the last couple of years. Um, uh, 
are you focused now on on, uh, on the VR project or do you still have other things on the boil? We, we have four areas of, of focus. Uh, when I came aboard, we did uh, shut down or sell a number of minor properties uh, that we didn't believe could really go big. So today we're focusing on continuing to improve Second Life. Uh, we have a small product for kids called Blocks World, which is a fantastic product for the iPad where kids can make uh, little worlds and, and models and sell models to each other. And uh, so that's a fun, uh, fun product that we're just starting to uh, get some good traction on. And then um, uh, obviously the huge investment in Project Sansar. And the other area that we're working a lot on is, is the area of compliance. Uh, we're running a huge economy and uh, you have a lot of money coming in and going out. And you can't you know, uh, have any money laundering or anything like that. And that in of itself is an extremely unique piece of technology and uh, 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 product that we have that no one else has really figured out how to do, uh, a virtual economy with a floating exchange um, that uh, we managed to run with an extremely you know, uh, stable exchange rate for many years. Uh, so that's something we'll leverage for both Second Life as we are today, as well as Project Sansar, and maybe in the future Blocks will, will, mm -hmm. will, will have the capability for kids to you know, deal with real currency as well. So those are the focus areas for us today. You mentioned money laundering there. Has, has crime in Second Life been a problem? No, but we have to monitor and every now and then uh, stop people from doing some things. Uh, over the years, people have tried to create casinos, <laughs> but in the U.S., you know, uh, online gambling is not legal. So uh, we, we've stopped those and we've, inter you know, put policies in place for what type of uh, games uh, you, you can create. Uh, as long as they're games of skill, it's, it's okay. But games, games of chance are not okay uh, in the U.S. You know, other markets there there might be other uh, ways to go about it, but right now we're we're based in the U.S., so we have to follow all the laws and regulation of there. So, you know, people always try to do something they they shouldn't or are not allowed to do. So we obviously uh, monitor and manage that uh, to make sure that um, we uh, it's a it's a healthy society uh, and that it operates in a legal way.